my yeah. my brother-in-law for my birthday yeah. gave me a scented candle, a pack of white claw. <laughs> and I realized I'm I'm like a 40 somethings aunt. Like I'm someone's <laughs> aunt basically. <laughs> Me, there was one other thing. White Claw, Candle, I don't remember. But it was like, I was like, oh, this is what I would give my aunt. And I was like, but I was very happy with it. <laughs> Welcome back to A Visitor's Guide to Springfield, everybody. <laughs> my name is Greg Bach. I'm Jay Tyler Menz. <laughs> Are you sipping a White Claw right now? And this is water. And this, I'm oh. going to hydrate with my red wine, you know. <laughs> my teeth don't go red yeah that's that's the thing we need to worry about right here's, here's now when i don't sit my red wine out of a out of a reusable straw that's a real ant <laughs> you're an earth conscious alcoholic fuck i don't care about the earth i just don't want my teeth to get red. well you know what why should we care about the earth at this point it's burning and we have nothing to do with it and recycling was a big waste of time so come at me Climatologists, climate scientists. Eco fucks. Whoa. Uh, this is a, a visitor's guide to Springfield, the show where we pick uh, fights with environmentalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the show where um we watch a episode of The Simpsons with Greg Bach, who's never seen The Simpsons. So Correct. we watch a new episode with him every week. And this week we watched I Married Marge, which I, was the third season, episode 12. That's true. Uh, feel good. Feel yeah. Funny. Yeah. Good story. Good world building. You gave it some it? context. Yeah, I did. I gave it some context as far as not only about the world of The Simpsons, but sort of where they lay in the actual world as far as time, because yeah. they reference, you know, a specific year and being able to do the math and looking up stuff, you figure out, okay, they really are in 1991. It's, you know, even though Springfield is a fake town, mm-hmm. they do live in the time frame in which the show is coming out. Yeah. I believe, what did he say? It was the 80s. So it must have been early 80s. They were dating in the 80s. Yes. And it was 1980 when they met, or no, actually, I take that back. It was 1980 and they were dating. He was working at the uh, mini putt. golf course. Do you call it mini golf or putt putt? Uh, I used I called it miniature golf when I was younger, but then someone said putt putt, and I were like that way more. Yeah, putt putt. Just mo- it it just sounds fun. It's like, hey, putt, you guys want to play some putt putt? Putt putt. Yeah. Um. So Homer's working at the uh, putt putt course, and uh, he's the guy that turns the wheel. <laughs> not too fast. When not too fast. People golfers complain. But we have to. We we can't skip over what the main crux of the episode is is marge thinks she might be pregnant that's right that's right because she's craving pancake batter <laughs> and i love the name of the uh, uh uh the pregnancy test that she takes <laughs> that's what was it it was barnacle bill's home pregnancy test because <laughs> fantastic what inspires more confidence <laughs> than a free than a free corn cup corn cup bite <laughs> Yeah, and you also, you also, it sounds like something you get as a prize in like a Happy Meal at Long John Silver's. Yeah, yeah, it's like, did you fuck at a Captain D's fish restaurant? <laughs> have, <laughs> have you been to Captain D's? 
Is that a real place? Yeah, Captain D's is like I must must be a southern thing. But like, okay, not, yeah, I like think once again John we're Silver's type of like uh, franchise fish. fish you and your thing. showbiz pizza and your Captain D's. And... That's right. Yeah, I just had a question for you. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, I think, either last week or the week before. You were ten years older than your sister. Yes. Which means you, of course, remember when she was born. You were old enough to remember. Do yes. you? What was it like? I mean, you're the oldest of the three. Mm-hmm. What was it like? How did you feel when you found out you were going to be a big brother? The second time. At least the second, because I mean, how? What's the age difference between you and your brother? Like two years. We're very close. Okay, like, so you weren't old enough. You were like, like really little. Close. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I remember my mom being pregnant with my brother more than I remember my mom being pregnant with my mom or with my with my sister. Whoa! <laughs> my mom, my, my mind, mom man. was pregnant with my mom. <laughs> I married a Greek god, or I uh, I was birthed by a Greek god. I don't know. Uh, you are tired, my friend. <laughs> buddy, listen, my child is not sleeping right now, and neither am I. Uh, no, I remember my mom being pregnant with my brother better than I remember my mom being pregnant with my sister. That's I, very interesting. I think it was because I was 10 and in my own world as a gotcha. 10-year-old boy. Okay. Uh, but I do remember – I I remember this. I remember when my sister was born, we stayed over at my aunt's house. Was that and, like exciting? You're going to your aunt's house tonight and there's probably snacks. Yeah. Yeah, they were cool. Cool aunt and uncle. Uh, and I remember I woke up and my aunt was like, you got a, a baby sister? And I was like, cool. And then Pass the licorice. We went. Yeah, I was brushing my teeth. And then we were uh, we, then we went to the hospital. And I remember I got a cool book. And that was as excited as I got. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I love you, sister, so much for family, but that book was dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, my sister's fine. The book is great. It was like it was like a trivia book too. I was like, I love oh trivia as That's so on brand for you. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I ever told you this. I used to as a child, I used to just read the dictionary. Me too. I did, I did as well. Children's dictionary. And I yeah. my mom couldn't get me to put it down. I loved new words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that as well. I did, uh, yeah, I didn't. I so I don't have an, a younger sibling, so I don't know what it's like to have that feeling. You know, I just, I just, yeah. I just know that somewhere in late 1977, I ruined my sister's life. So you know, because uh, you're the youngest. I'm the youngest of two. What's it like being the youngest? I've never. Well, I imagine you know. I mean, as far as being the youngest, I feel like being born in 77, being the youngest, and being a boy there was a certain amount of disregard my parents had for me. So my parents were fairly protective of my sister, Mm -hmm. but not so much me. And I think it had to just do with the idea that, you know, he's a boy. He's the youngest. We've been through this. It'll be fine. But I remember my sister being upset with me or just being upset with the fact that I was being allowed to go to Summerfest fairly young, like 13 years old. Oh, shit. Yeah, so this is like 1990 or something, 91, like early 90s, and my sister being quite upset about it and saying something to my parents. And I remember my father saying, it wasn't that we didn't allow you to go, it's that you never mm-hmm. asked. Right. So my sister would just assume they were going to say no. She's the oldest, and, yeah. And I was just like, 
can I go to Summerfest? And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. And so a lot of pressure on the oldest. Oh, I imagine. I imagine. And we're five and a half years apart too. So there are some psychologists who would say you are essentially an only child because we didn't grow up close. And by the time anything happened, she was out of the house in college. So right. It was a it's it was an interesting experience. So I will I will say that being the youngest, I mean, it's the only life. It's the only life I've known, Tyler. It's the only life I've known <laughs> for sure. To this day, to this day, I'm still the youngest. It may be the only one that you ever know. Yeah, it's true. Karma or not karma, but reincarnation would be cool. But I digress. Well, let's get back to the stuff here. One of the things I found interesting about it is that. You know, I, I mentioned it before that they gave a time frame. And so in 1980 is when Marge gets pregnant with Bart, who, by the way, you cannot find anything wrong with that name. You can't rhyme it with anything. Smart, heart, cart. No, nope, right. nothing. God forbid they name him Larry. <laughs> oh, oh I heard that that joke and I was like, oh, Greg's Greg's not going to like that one. And it did not <sighs> hold up well. I just don't like that name. I don't. I mean, if you're, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like you if your oh, name is Larry. I'm not talking about the name Larry. I'm talking about they'll call him Larry Fairy. Oh, that was like, Ooh. oh, I didn't even, I was writing stuff down when that was happening. So I didn't oh, even, funny. oh, yeah. Well, but no, he's right though. I mean, we've all done that. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I don't have children, but I've thought about the names that I've wanted to name my children and thought about the ways that terrible, horrible children can pick them apart. But I think ultimately it comes down to it is when you're raising your kid, you got to say, look, this is, you know, the world you live in. This is your name. I want to like if I ever had a kid, I would give him a name and I'd say, all right, strategy session. We're going to look at all the different ways they can make fun of your name and we're going to make jokes around them. And when you go into school, you'll be ready. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't have children, so I'm not, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I name my ch- both children. I, I'm hard pressed to think about ways that they can make fun of my children's names well rhyming yeah i mean those are pretty claire and molly they could call her jolly i guess oh Oh, you're so jolly but i was doing so i was doing the math on the year so when she gets pregnant with bart's 1980 and they actually it's the night they go see empire strikes back which means when that happened it was like late may early june 1980 sure yeah because it was summer definitely summer because we're getting the pup yep and which means Bart was probably born in in early eighty one. Yeah, baby, eighty one. We also know that Homer is like thirty five years old at the point of the episode. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he goes, "I was twenty four when he was working at the pup pup place." Imagine, oh my god, that's crazy to think because Marge and Homer meet in high school. And that they waited that, I guess I'm, that's not crazy to think. I, I guess, suppose I waited that long to marry my high school sweetheart. But uh, in the description uh, he gives, it doesn't feel like he's saying they had been dating since high school. It seems like they had just been dating mm-hmm. because at that point they'd be dating for at least six, seven years. Right. So it just seems like she would have pushed him into a career sooner. Well, yeah, like, I mean, she if, didn't I mean, seem to really care that he was working at the pup pup place, and uh, he didn't have much prospects, to be honest with you. Well, as she said towards the end of the episode, it's not the wedding day she imagined, but it's the husband she absolutely did. That's so, true. That's true. So that's, I just feel like there was this unrelenting love she has for him. It's one of the redeeming factors of Homer is that Marge loves him unconditionally. Well, I also love the fact that he loves her, too. Like, I love the fact that there's no – it's not the – she is a naive, 
spouse who loves a not just an idiot husband, but like a no good husband. He's a good man. He's got a good heart and he loves her so much. And she loves him warts and all for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, like, yeah, that's what I like about their love is that it's like a love for the ages, if you will. It sounds a little dramatic, but it's true. They, they love each other to no end. And that is absolutely wonderful to see. And I, and I, that's what I like about this episode because one, I like their relationship and two, I like to see the history they present about their relationship and that getting pregnant with Bart, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it had some problems and like it presented some problems, of course, because, you know, because Bart, because Bart sucks. Well, because <laughs> well, Bart lights him on fire within 10 minutes of being alive. Yeah. But I just, I just like that. I don't know. I, I, I just like it. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to pontificate big time and I can't, it's, no need it's to. It's just it's just it's sweet. Something you like. It's it is it's a super sweet love that they have. Um so essentially Homer uh in an effort to be the man Marge deserves um is thrust into a job search. Yeah. And um he interviews at the power plant, which I loved the scene with uh Smithers and the uh Frat brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> It's like this is weird. Now, yeah. were they singing the, the like a? Did they go to Alabama? Roll the, Tide. The one, no, the one guy went to Alabama. They were all in the same fraternity. So oh, they were gotcha. Singing oh, gotcha. Fraternity song. I see. I see. Um, together, and I forget it was Delta something. I think it was not Delta Chi. Uh, which it means, wasn't Lambda 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 either. It was not Lambda 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 or Kappa 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 or like, Omega Mu. <laughs> Omega Mu. Uh, but, um, Homer desperately trying to fit in to get that job, didn't get it, ends up working at a fast food place, which is a great gag. Mm, That's not true. Oh, he doesn't work at the fast food place until later. He doesn't get the job at the power plant. Then he works at the fair talking about candle making. That's true. Oh, he has like, a he, has he, several, he gets like odd jobs. Yeah, knife salesman. N- yeah, yeah, the knife salesman. Okay. He's like, oh, handle first, handle first. Cut co situation. And then he goes to one of those, you know, hotel uh, conference rooms, and the guy's like, "Who wants to be a millionaire?" He's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "This is not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> this is a trapezoid." <laughs> and then the cops show up, and he gets arrested. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then ends up working at the fast food restaurant, and this was a gag that That's I, after he leaves her. After he leaves her, yes, because he's re- not a good enough man. Yeah. Yep. And the repo people come and take all the baby stuff, and they take and the, the ring, ring. And the, I mean, and, and that was like at first when he said he wanted to leave, I actually wrote it down and said like he thinks leaving will help. And then when he says I'll send you all the money, I'm like, oh, I see what he's doing because yeah. he's a sweet man, right? And, you know, I just that I mean, and they're already married at this point. Yes. Because they go and get married at Shotgun Pete's. Shotgun Pete's. <laughs> I love the the music that the organist is playing because it's like clearly a looped, dubbed, here comes yeah. the bride version. And yeah. it's just so like hospital waiting room oh. style. <laughs> it's so loveless and bland. Here was a question I actually had for you too, because there's that scene in the car where he has the card to ask uh, Marge to marry him. Great gag. Great and, gag. And I, 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 oh God, just also once again super sweet. I mean, like, how do you make 
a wedding proposal suite while also showing butt crack. I mean, it's really just spot on perfect when it comes down to it. But when you asked April to marry you, mm-hmm. did you, was it traditional? Was it just like, you know, like, did you do, or was it like off the cuff or did you do it with a, a sense of Tyler flair? I didn't ask for permission from her dad. Did that bother them? I don't think so. Cause I was like, he's not going to, I don't know. April's dad's an interesting guy. I was like, he's not going to care one way or another either. Cause <laughs> He just wants her to be happy, but um, at least that's what I thought at the time. And I, he likes me, so it's fine. Uh, I think he likes me. I don't know. Uh, so when I I went to buy the ring, so here's here's the story. I was uh, working in a restaurant and saving all my tips, cash. I went to buy the ring. I bought the ring in cash, same day. Put like a, a pamp felt pretty cool. Honestly, it was a lot of singles felt kind of gross. <laughs> uh, and then son, you dancing for a living went, uh, went to her house later ring in my pocket. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to propose. And then I was like, let's go for a walk. Cause it was a really nice spring day and dry out. And I was like, Oh, let's go for a walk. And April was like, no, I want to watch the Robert Downey junior version of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, okay. And so we, I sat through the entire first Robert Downey Sherlock Holmes movie with a ring in my pocket. Just like, when is this fucking movie going to end? I want to go ask her to marry me. <laughs> and then like, she says, I want to watch the second Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock <laughs> she, Holmes she movie. She wanted to watch another movie. I was like, no, we're going for a walk. And we walked to the park where we had our second date. And I proposed there. I got down on one knee and everything. I was like, <laughs> we had a good laugh about it. I was like, you wanted to watch another movie. <laughs> <laughs> she said yes of course and everything but like it was just like this is why i wanted to go for a walk she's like why do you want to go for a fucking walk <laughs> like, i feel like the story of tyler and april when written in the book of life will always be like and then they fought a little <laughs> oh yeah by the way, <laughs> then they had their first was, child and then they fought a little. I was, I was, so I was like filming something for Instagram because I'm trying to like film a cooking show and April. Yeah. What's it called? Me. What's it called? It's called the big dumb cooking show. There it is. Yeah. And, uh, April yelled something from me from at, from the other room. And I was like, there it is. And she's like, are you filming? And we had a little back and forth and then off camera, she was like, you should do that more. She goes, I know you like our dynamic and people probably <laughs> will too. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is just like April's real full of sass. You know, I married. Oh, my God. Like a lesser person would be intimidated by her. Yeah. But for some reason, when I met April, I was like, I like you immediately. Mm -hmm. I like your style. I think everyone likes her immediately because she is more likable than me. Which is funny because I think most people probably think April doesn't like them because She's not like outward, but like that's the vibe she gives us. Yeah. When you said to me, you're like, she likes you, Greg. I was like, yeah, she does because she's awesome. She yeah. got good taste. Mm-hmm. Point is, we're getting off the topic here. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to know because because the way I proposed to Bridget was just basically yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> we went out one night and we were talking and we were laying these little seedlings to the effect of we wanted to be together forever. Mm-hmm. And I just said to her one night in a real romantic tone, might I add. Uh, my end game is to marry you. 
if that's not what you feel, then we need to talk. Yeah. Real aggressive, you know, and she didn't say no. She was, she was very taken by that and in, in her way and, and in our way. And so the next day I didn't have a ring and I just got down on one knee and just asked her to marry me. And that was it. I gave her a ring a couple months later cause I had to save up and pick one out and have it designed, but it was real simple. I didn't really go for the tradition. Nothing we've done is been traditional as far as how we got together. Right. Everything has been kind of different. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I think that's one of the reasons why I appreciate Homer and Marge so much. It's because I feel the same way about my wife, which is I love her to no end. Mm-hmm. And if something happened, I would totally like, I would do that old timey thing. I was like, well, I got to go work the oil fields in Texas. I'll send you the money by wire. That's funny. So yeah, I've actually had that uh, conversation with myself as well. Like, what would I do if, um, if I had to make money like right away and support the family? And honestly, the answer is sell my body for sure on the street. Oh, definitely. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Lining up around the street. Your only fan page would be off the chain. I'm telling you what, I'm already sterile. So I think <laughs> it's built in. That's job security. Right That's there. sex appeal right there. He can't make more babies. Oh, just can the pants come off fast enough? <laughs> Uh, no, but um, like I've had that thought too. Like, what would I do? Undying love type thing. And uh, yeah, the answer is I don't know. I don't really think about it too much anymore because I'm a stay at home dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Homer does, and he leaves and goes works at a taco joint. Yeah, taco like burger joint type of thing. And that brings us to one of my favorite gags of the episode, aside from the pregnancy test, which is the name of the restaurant is the Gulp and Blow. Yeah. Which I think like that is a really risky joke for 1991. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they got and that then, through. And I don't know which sister said it. It's like said it to Marge, which was, I'll give you two and a half words. Golf. Mm, blow. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. And uh, they, a uh, lot, of, lot of Patty and Selma. And Mrs. Bouvier. Miss Mom. Don't ever call me that again. <laughs> <laughs> and what I like is that is uh, the woman who plays Marge. Yes. Just barely puts on an old lady voice to fit the character yeah. who's just Marge with white hair. She's, like, yeah. She's, and Julie Kavner. Julie Kavner is her yeah. name. Yeah. Who I used to watch on the old Tracy Ullman show back in the day. Oh, my good Lord. Folks, if you can find the Tracy Ullman show from the 80s where The Simpsons premiered on Fox, check it out. It's probably, amazing. Probably on Hulu. Might be. Uh, I don't think so. There are a bunch of shows out there that just are not on streaming services anymore or ever. So One show, Kate and Allie. Really bummed that Kate and Allie is not on. I don't know what that from. is. Never heard of that. Oh, Jane Curtin from SNL and um, Kate St. James. Did you say Barbara Bush? <laughs> yes. Jane Curtin and Barbara Bush in that great show, Kate and Allie, NBC this fall. <laughs> Babs. By the way, I do like how they would cut back to reality during, during the story time. Mm-hmm. And I do think the cool Modi could work on either a boy or a girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that the kids were uninterested after the first, like, third of the episode. Yeah. They just did not care about Homer's, you know, interest. Lisa got into it a little bit, but I, I but what what I really enjoyed about it then is at the end, she comes and finds him at the gulp in blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have to say it like that, or it just sounds, or it sounds dirty. 
Yeah. That's the joke. Uh, so she goes back and she finds him and he doesn't feel like he is worthy, but he is. <laughs> and he puts the onion ring on her finger and she says, "It's can I take this off now? It's burning my finger. And I love that there's just a moment and she slicks her finger and he eats the onion ring. Love it. Perfect. But then he comes just all the confidence in the world into the power plant. Yes. And I wrote it down. I, I said, Homer takes charge, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. In the power plant as well as the doctor's office but like i i love i love how taken monty burns is by by young confident homer and uh what what does he say he's got the cut of a young Waylon smithers or yeah something. He, i haven't seen this yeah, i haven't seen this since uh, a young bootlicker named Waylon's <laughs> young bootlicker <laughs> beautiful yeah, he he basically tells him he's like, "Look, I'm here to get a job, and if you don't like it, that's fine by me. I'll make yeah. it work." <laughs> and, then and then he goes to the hospital and he stands up to the sisters. I love that too. <laughs> and when he walks in and goes, "I have a job. I'm the next <laughs> nuclear technician at the power plant," and I think Doctor Hipper goes, "Dear God!" <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow I'm gonna go house hunting. Don't you start work tomorrow? Yeah, but someone will cover the show, yeah. so. Beautiful. I do love when he runs out of the power plant. He says, only in America could I get a job. <laughs> That's true. It's the only place yeah. he's allowed to work. Um, so at the end of the episode, you know, Bart, Bart is, of course, born, named Bart. And then we uh, find Sets out. Sets him on fire. Yes, that's true. We, we also see Bart made. Butt. We see Bart Butt in this episode. Uh, well, wait till we see the Fetal movie. Bart Butt. Bart Butt's not the only thing you see when you watch uh, the I've movie. already heard. I've already heard about that. Someone spilled the milk on that one. Thank you oh, very really? much. Yep, you see Bart Wang. Really in the <laughs> Bart intro. Wang! Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, <laughs> Bart Wang. <laughs> anyway, Bart gets born. You know, there's that relationship is, is formed. But at the very end of the episode, you find out that uh, it it's a pregnancy scare. Yeah. Which I love that they high five. They're like, not pregnant. Yes. Yes. That's what I, you know, honestly, I thought that was a perfect ending because it just showed once again that they are a team and they don't want a baby. Like, yeah. Often what happens is a pregnancy scare ends up being someone sitting on the edge of the bed going, I don't know. Maybe it would have been good. To, I, who knows? Well, you know, baby. And there's like, nope, no baby. High five. Roll credits. Yep. Yep. So that leads me to a question for you. Oh, I have the same question written down. Uh, I know yeah. exactly what it is. You want to say it on three? One, one two, two, three. Have you ever, have had, you ever a had a pregnancy, pregnancy scare? scare? The answer for us is no. We've had two confirmed pregnancies. <laughs> two confirmed kills. I am two for two, and uh, both times we're open to it. Weren't necessarily trying for it, but we knew that it was a possibility, and we're open to it. I have had... Uh, two pregnancy scares full disclosure i actually do a joke on stage about pregnancy scares yes. but uh in real life i've had two one with uh, a girlfriend at the time long time ago like good lord like oh my god like close to 20 years ago sure. <laughs> wow and uh and then one with uh wow, my wife's been fucking for 20 years gang dude uh, yeah <laughs> just about there actually he's he's uh he's a real seasoned veteran at this point <laughs> meanwhile i'm i'm just playing in the senior leagues with my vasectomy 
I got I got my water with my, uh, my environmental off. straw. <laughs> but no, we we uh, I remember like the first time it happened. It, it was weird because it happened and it like kind of sent our relationship into overdrive because she thought she was pregnant. I thought she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. We were scared together, but it also kind of like made us care about each other even more. It didn't drive each other away. Yeah. And right. we got real close and like we got with like, it was just sort of that there was like a two week period. And I don't know why it was two weeks. I have no idea. Maybe it was because like she was, well, she was waiting for, she was waiting for a period. And I was just like every day passing, becoming more anxious. and more anxious. And I remember moving into an apartment by myself and my friends were with me and they were helping me move in. And I was sitting on the floor and I get a phone call and she calls me. She goes, Hey, just let you know, I made it to my sister's house in down South in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to let you know that I love you. And I got my period. And I was like, all right, goodbye. Click. And I said, pizza for everyone. Like that's how I celebrated. <laughs> yeah. Pizza, pizza's definitely deserved after that. Yeah. Now, I will say this, a side note, uh, I do not enjoy the fact that pizza and beer has become the automatic currency for helping friends move nowadays, but that's beside. That's for another episode, what a different podcast. Be? What should it be? Money. Pay me. Mm. Pay me. You know why? Because you are saving tons of money on movers. You're going to spend like hundreds on movers. You can't throw me like 40 bucks. Shut up. Or a nice present. Yeah, maybe a nice gift or but I'm like coming into helping friends move with the expectation of pizza and beer. Oh, well, no, I always expect to have pizza and beer because my friends are useless. Right. I'm just kidding. I don't help anybody move anymore. If I don't get pizza and beer, then I'm like, mm. yeah, that is true. I will say that, too. Not gonna you know, I, I, you generally will never get cash, of course. But if you don't get some sort of food or drink, then that's a little I'll forego all that for a decent Lego set put that out there true put that out there right a now, decent so. latest that'll cost you yeah exactly so but yeah overall good episode and uh, yeah like i said before um oh well, you know you said you hadn't you've not had pregnancy scares you guys are great and whatever <laughs> whatever we yeah no we've never had a situation where we had a scare but we did like like i said april when april went off i guess like the pregnancy scares that we have technically have been pregnancies uh, but like we were open to it. So it wasn't a scare so much. It was just like, well, you might be pregnant. Well, I guess I'm going to be dead. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Exactly. I'm loving Gulp it. Gulp and blow. <laughs> Would have been a different situation had we blown and gulped. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> High five for that. That's right. Also love the fact that Homer's steering wheel is, is a chain link. That's was, yeah. He's got a, a low rider style. Yeah, that's awesome, awesome. Jay and Lee. and I think, I think uh, maybe my favorite line of the show is when he doesn't get the job and Marge asks him about it. He goes, "No, nah, they wanted someone good." <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that was good. But that overall, really fun episode. I really liked it. And yeah, and once again, just tied into the idea that they love each other so much and they're on each other's team. Yep. At all points. Yep. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're lucky to have ladies in our life who are on their teams as well, right? Yeah. Right. Listen, if anyone's on my team, it's the lady downstairs feeding my child. Uh, yeah. Because she she, she would have had me castrated. 
<laughs> instead what, of just sacrificed had she not been on my team. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like I said, she's a mean lady sometimes. No, she's not mean. That's she's why we love her. Uh, she's she's April. We've got a dynamic, as she said. <laughs> I love it. They love our dynamic. I, I was I was I wanted to like audition for like a like a reality show. I think it I think people would really enjoy just the specific way that April and I argue with each other. Tell her that I just had a birthday and as a birthday present to me, I want her to be on one of these episodes. Okay. I'll let her That's know. what I want. Yeah, I want that. Sure. We'll let her pick an episode. She'll be the Absolutely. guest. Absolutely. We need we need guests in the new year. We're going to be doing more guests and yeah. you know, folks, besides that, like like thank you for listening to the show. Yeah. If you want to find me, you can go to the social medias. I am Greg Bach, all the social medias. Find me there. Follow me. Be my friend. Be a fan. Content, baby. And if you want to find me, it's J Tyler Menz at Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Jay Tyler Men's at Instagram.com <laughs> slash Big Dumb Cooking Show. Yeah, I've got Big Dumb Cooking Show. I've working on editing an episode for that. Uh, and then, yeah, you can follow my cooking videos there. And um, I'm on Facebook. I, I still got Facebook, but I'm. Uh, you do have Facebook. I tagged you on a picture. I tagged I you on that know. picture of LBJ today. Do you want me to untag you? LBJ, uh, I'm going to grow my hair out so that i look like <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah you can find us on the facebooks and all that stuff and you know whatever social media is so stupid but yep. we got to do it because that's life but you can find us on social media yeah twitter twitter visitor guide pod follow mm-hmm. us there become our 14th follower mm-hmm. and if you become our 14th follower now you will get a special prize and that prize mm-hmm. is friendship Yep. We'll like you. We'll follow you. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic, right? My favorite ant. Uh, (laughs) Climactic. Uh, You can also send us an email visitorsguidepodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, concerns, thoughts about the show, ideas for the show, your favorite episodes, all that good stuff. Hit subscribe on your podcast distribution outlet center. And we would love to hear from you. And we appreciate you being here with us today on this episode of. A Visitor's Guide to Springfield. Right on. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.